Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is brought to you by the Friends in Recovery Community, a thriving network of individuals who are fighting back against the stigma of addiction. Join our hosts as they speak up about the real issues of addiction, treatment, and recovery. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery. Welcome, everybody, to the Friends in Recovery Podcast with Jersey Ed. I'm your host, Jersey Ed, along with my two lovely co-hosts, Buckeye Bambi and Bedeviled Beth. Is that what it is today, Beth? Yep, I'm Bedeviled. Bedeviled. What does Bedeviled mean? Please, can you tell us what that means? The Bedevilments? Yeah, what is the Bedeviled? Somebody look up the, 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 uh, the whatchamacallit. I'll look it up. Means not to be a devil, not to be bad. I mean, that would be wrong. Uh, the opposite description of the promises. Of is it? Mm-hmm. Something so, cause great and continual <clears throat> trouble to. Whoa. Bedeviled Beth. I am this week. <laughs> this week. I've been in step one <laughs> for four weeks and we just moved to step two yesterday. So. Wow. Oh. Why step one for four weeks? Well, because it was supposed to be two weeks and then there were three of us going through the work together and then one of us had to cancel. We said, let's do it next week. And then I got strep throat and so did one of the other people. Oh, so So you're not actually working four weeks on step one. Oh, no, but it's like it's like a process, right? When you're in step one, you're in step one. And let me tell you something like I Without God, I am the most self-loathing, self-pity <laughs> human being on the face of the earth. I am so grateful to be through it. I am like ready for step two. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> God. Okay, guys. So um, it is big book month here. It's a, I think it's the last big book it month, is. the last show of the big, big, big book month. Is that correct? Last show Good. Of big Thank God, because I'm not a big book guy. At all. That's why we have Beth. Not. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm and a 12. You. Hey, listen, I did a 12 and 12 all last year. The whole fucking year, Beth. Give me a little credit. Just a little bit. For Big Book? No. You just said <laughs> you're in the 12 and 12 all year. <laughs> it's not my fault you're misguided. <laughs> oh, I'm misguided. Believe me. <laughs> anyways guys it's big book month here on friends and recovery podcast and we're going to talk about uh we're going to wrap up the big book um month we're going to ask a question and we'll have that in a little bit what the topic is going to be but uh we also need interns and um (laughs) i'm not going to go into the uh, bathing suits and all that but just somebody sent us an email and let us know that uh that that you guys are listening and and if you do want to become an intern um, you don't have to fit into a bikini, but it helps. Um, <laughs> uh, just email us at uh, help at friends recovery podcast.com. Um, and we will get you guys. Um, we'll, we'll get you over to Bambi and Bambi will do whatever she does with interns. Yeah, I, I have that so is. many. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Anyways, um, so stay tuned for some amazing recovery if you want to give us a call. Um, and a non, uh, non-AA, a non-emergency uh, hotline number, it's 800-989-6504. As I said before, the email is help at friendsrecoverypodcast.com. 
email us individually underneath of all of our pictures. Carl put our, our things there. And our website is up and running, friendsandrecoverycommunity.org. Um, look for us all on this, all on social media. And, and don't forget um, to like, subscribe, share, comment, and knock that little bar over. Right, Bambi? Is that what you do? Turn doing? the notification bell on. Turn it on. Turn it on. And I am reading from a paper, so... And uh, so if you hear rustling, that's because I can't remember anything. What I do remember, ladies, is that Bambi gets so many fucking purple hearts that it just gets me sick. So should I even go over the hearts, what colors we are, or should we just bypass that? I'm black. Yes, you're black, blue. And we know what everybody knows what Bambi is. (laughs) I know right now I'm winning. And then, you know, uh, Ed's over here with the second place. He's got a blue heart over here. Facebook does not count. Oh, oh my God. Shit, Harris. What are you doing? See, Harris loves me. <laughs> Harris oh put my his angry face God. on that shit. Oh, my God. I, and uh, hey, guys, well, as we're going on with that, Purple hearts are important, blue and black, but also donations are really important too. So I'd like to thank all the donors who keep this show alive along with all of our meetings. You can find all of our meetings at friendsandrecoverycommunity.org. We must have what, uh, 40 meetings a week now, Bambi? I don't know. How many meetings? It feels like I, yes, it feels like 40 meetings a week. Yeah, there's a lot of meetings, a minimum of at least two to three a day. So You know, we're, we're in the twenties as far as uh, as far as Harris just gave you a shit ton of blue hearts. There you go, Harris. Thanks. That's I'm not that's friends with Harris anymore. <laughs> Even all mad faces. <clears throat> I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Here it is. Sober shout out time. Uh, who has a sober shout out? I have one. Go ahead, Bambi. Okay. Buckeye Bambi. Should we call of- you Buckeye or what? What do you want to be called? Buckeye Bambi. Just Buckeye Be Bambi? Formal. Or what, yes, what can I we call you Buck for Buckeye short? Bambi. What's up, Buck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bambi. I'm, sorry. I'm just one of those moods today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, speaking of Harris, that reminded me my sober shout out is to all the hosts and fill in hosts for Friends in Recovery because normally, if there's an opening, if I can't fill it, I always just cover the meeting. But since I'm in the process of getting my house ready to put on the market, um, I haven't been able to. And do you know that I have had coverage for every meeting? Wow. That's awesome. For two weeks. And I'll probably need it a little bit next week. But, um, you know, and I mean, not just not just like some at the last minute, but I mean, great meetings. So if you mm-hmm. guys have not checked out our meetings, you know, it, they're just the really, really good meetings. And I just want to thank all the hosts that have picked up extra, all the fill-in hosts that have picked up extra. I, I can't tell them how much I love them. And Ed's picking up tonight for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> But Harris picked up two meetings this week for wow, me. Wow. So. All right, Harris. Good job. And all he right. rocked them. So. All right. All right. How about you, Beth? And and yes, thank you, everybody, for, for filling in. And, and this is a wonderful community. Um, I do want to, Beth, before I put, before I 
ask if you have any anybody. Um, I do want to, Bambi, thank you so much for running this community. I mean, I know I say it every week, but thank you so much for running this community, keeping this podcast going, um, getting us guests, uh, making sure every meeting is filled, making sure every meeting is running right. Um, and all that stuff. And, you know, we, we, this would not exist without you. Maybe the podcast would, but I can tell you those meetings would not. And, and Matt too, you guys are a huge part of friends and recovery. It's our community. So really you know, they keep me going, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they're, it's our community. We have yeah. the best community. Y'all, we if do. you haven't joined our Facebook page, if you haven't checked out our meetings, you're missing out. So absolutely. Yeah. Please join us and uh, send us an email if, um if you, if you want to figure out how to get on with us. So Beth, Go ahead. Who is your sober shout out for today? If you have one. No, my sober shout out is for Anne-Marie and Sandy. Who? Um, Anne-Marie and Sandy. Oh, I thought you said A-Line. What's up? Yeah. So Anne-Marie and Sandy Sandy are the ones that are going through this this step process with me. And I would not be doing it if it weren't for them. And I'd still be sitting in all that self-pity and not even know it. So. Oh, okay. Huge shout out. Okay, good. Shout out to A-Line and Sandy. <laughs> I'll get it right in the show next up. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then, of course, I want to make a, a quick uh, shout out to SoberPod, of course. You guys need to listen to SoberPod. I was um, just walking today. I got a mile and a half in, so the knee's healing. It's getting better. I'm going to be running soon. Um, and I was listening to SoberPod, guys. If you're exercising or whatever, listen to SoberPod. Uh, it was um, it was actually a good reading. I forgot what the reading was today, but Carl stated on there that he used to obsessively masturbate. 100% hands down, that's what he did. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's part of the show. <laughs> but you have to listen to it, guys. So figure it out which one it is. <laughs> it's a good show i listened to it this morning it did wasn't Carl all Zoom about on my morning meeting no did he oh. <laughs> no 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 i'll be nice i could go off to the whole <laughs> all right i'll be nice no he said he used to he used yes. to <laughs> along with eating ice cream i should kind of preface this along with eating ice cream along with all the stuff the addicts do in there. So, but also guys, you need to buy Silver Pod's um, book. Um, Carl, maybe you can put a picture of it up here. If not, then Bambi will hold it up and show us there it is. And we encourage all of our listeners to have that book because what we're doing now, guys, a lot of us are using that book for our meetings. So if you don't have that book, you're That's fucked. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So I have we, it. You have it. Good. All right. All right. So we need you guys to order that book and come on to our meetings. And this is a, a perfect segue to Bambi reading today's uh, reading. Today's reading was really good. It was. <clears throat> as soon as Bambi finds today's reading. All right. June 24th. If you can't do the little things, how in the fuck do you expect to do the big things? This is hard for us alcoholics and addicts to understand in sobriety. We think we know what we need to do. We are sure to have the answers. We want to rush headlong into solving what we think the problem is. You will hear things like make your bed or take the trash out after you do the dishes. And that stuff simply does not align with what we think we should do. The problem is that we are still thinking and not listening to what others have done who have successfully solved the problem. They made their beds, took out the trash, got jobs, 
worked the 12 steps, didn't drink or drug one day at a time. They didn't get sober and were suddenly struck wonderful by their fairy god sponsor. They did little things each day that amounted to big changes in the long haul. Our reflections, are you still trying to eat elephants whole or one bite at a time? And the daily challenge, what are two things that you need to do right now? Mm, good reading, guys. And uh, we had a good, great great uh, meeting on that this morning with Bambi. And I'm going to do that reading today on my meeting tonight. So if you guys listen to on Facebook, join us on the seven o'clock meeting tonight. And that that's what the meeting is going to be about. So that reading and the rest of them you can get at um, Amazon and the link below. Yep, um, so and they make it and they send it and it'll get to you in two days. There you go. There you or go. Or from SoberPod. You can also buy it from the SoberPod <clears throat> yeah, website. Yeah, SoberPod website too. Yep, yep. Um, all right, guys. So that is all we're doing. Well, that's all we're doing for this now. Oh, no, we have the question of the week, right, guys? Ready? Question. Uh, question of the week. Of the week. Week, week, week. I think we week, get week. worse each week. I know, I, I know. So. Question of the week, guys. There it is. Thanks, Carl. And the question of the week is, what is the main objective of the big book? Nope. Quick, quick answer. No, that's not the. Yeah. Is that the question? Yeah, that's the question. Oh, that is the question. Yeah, that's the yeah. question. Oh, yeah. We really got this. We're, yeah. we're good. <laughs> we had a long time off in between. Yes. Something, apparently. So, Beth, what is the main objective besides a cu- cup holder? Or a no, only you use it as a paperweight. <laughs> as a paperweight, what is the main objective of the big book? Um, it has multiple multiple uses, um, but the main objective is to obtain and maintain long term recovery. Okay, that's good. Find God, really. I mean, we can just put the elephant on the table. <laughs> um, that is the main objective. Yes, it is. Just basically. It's for all of us, right? Just to whatever we get out of it. But there is there there was an answer to that online somewhere, and I thought I had it. I was going to read it, but Bambi, what's your thoughts on the main objective of the big book? I think it's a guide. You know, <clears throat> it's our our guide to mm-hmm. staying sober. It's our motivation. I think it. Um, it's just that's what it is. It's like you know, it's like having your very own um, coach, self help coach for AA. You can find so many answers in the big book. And, um, you know, so many well, answers to your questions, you know, and things. So it's a guide, a guidebook. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and it's a guidebook. But Beth, didn't you say that it was a um, a teaching tool way back when it's, you, you so, would get mailed to? You? Yep. It was mail order sobriety. Mail order sobriety. That's it's what you an instruction it. manual textbook. <laughs> yeah. For yep, exactly. To get and stay sober. Yep. Yeah. And, and so that's what it means to me. And, and, you know, it's just, uh, my sponsor says, if the answer is not in a big book, don't worry about it. And that's so true. I mean, if, 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 see, if it it pertains to AA. Right. right? Regarding sobriety. Alcoholism. Yeah. Alcoholism. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, but we have other life problems, you know what I mean? There's other life problems that we talk to our sponsors about, but he's, He's that hard AA kind of Nazi kind of guy. So, and, and I love him. So, but um, yeah, the big book to me is just um, something I have on a shelf up there that collects dust. <laughs> no, I'm not a big book fan. I'm really not. I just, I just 
can't get into it. The 12 and 12, I can read that from cover to cover. 12 and 12. I love the 12 and 12. I don't know why. You don't do, so you don't do four column inventory. Huh? No. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> what? Inventory? I used to do that at Home Depot when it worked there. I don't do fucking inventory anymore. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. I said, I am not, not my sponsor. Okay. Oh, not my sponsor. Okay. So, so, my... so what you're saying then, Ed, is that you've been brought through the big book, but you are denying the people that you work with to go through the big book. Uh, hello, is this thing on? I can't hear you. Huh? Hello? Hello? <laughs> no. Yeah, because, you know, we go through it word for word. Word for word. No, I, I do not. Yes, you're, you're. I don't deny them, but it's just not me. If they need a sponsor with a big book, l- listen, I'll rip the 12 and 12 up and down your ass big time, you know, inside and out. But 100%. <laughs> but in the, the the big book, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just something I just don't, I don't know, just... Maybe, Beth, you can enlighten me one day. Maybe at the end of this podcast and at the end of this month, I'll be enlightened about the big book. (laughs) It'll just come up on you. Let me ask you this. How true is it if I put the big book under my pillow at night and I sleep on it, it'll all come through and go into my brain? No osmosis going on here, brother. Trying, guys. I'm trying. Easier, softer way, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, all right. So that's that's the question to our answer. That was, uh, if you guys want to answer, answer that on Facebook, it, the question is, what is the main objective of the big book? In your opinion, anyways, you know, so. Um, all right, so we're wrapping up our big book month and Beth is our big book guru here. Um, she is, <laughs> hey, you told us a lot about the big book. You know the big book inside and out. And um, we had some pretty interesting uh people on the show this month right um bambi because beth blowing us off beth have hasn't been here um one show one show it seemed like 30 shows she hasn't been here since (laughs) and uh uh we uh we're we're gonna wrap it up but we we came up with a question right ladies about maybe what um how we can end this because i think this is pretty good and i'm gonna have to kind of just listen to you ladies and then kind of make my own opinion to, of this because again i'm and again it's an honest program i'm not gonna bullshit so um so the question that we came up with to wrap this whole month up is what's the most important section of the big book that you you know in your opinion what is the most important section of the big book now to me it's obvious you know the first hundred and whatever 64 pages um you know some people might say page what 472 or 470, whatever it is. Um, 417, you know, I say, I say, I know 447, but that's it. That's yeah. 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 No, they changed it last week. So yeah, there you go. (laughs) But what is what's so, so let's start the topic off with Beth. What is the most important section of the big book? When you get one of your sponsees, you, you tell them, break out the big book. Where do you go first? Oh, we go to the preface and the forwards, but okay. I think for me personally, the one that keeps popping up is we agnostics. Mm. I think for me, that's the one I have to continuously go back to and reevaluate. Why? Because being of a frail human mind, I have to put God in a box. Okay. I have to, because I'm human and God is omnipotent and I grow out of that box. Mm-hmm. And then I need to put, I need to write. So I'm, I think we need to outline, but not define God. 
Mm -hmm. And I think as a frail human, I tend to define and put them in a box and the box may be huge, but it's still a box. So for me, I have had to revisit my conception of God, my relationship to God, my, and, and I also believe that as humans, we are agnostic in one area of our life, at least at all times, sober or not. So for me, as I grow, I grow out of my current second step and I need to go back um, and almost like just wipe, you know, make the box bigger or redefine or figure out where am I currently agnostic in my relationship with God? Like, what am I keeping out of God's hands? Um, okay. Yeah. So, so me, put, because, put him in a box, meaning you put him in a box, put him on a shelf and forget about God or. No, no, no. no. Like put him in a box, like define what my understanding of God okay. is. Okay. So like when I first got sober, my first higher power was this little butterfly that came to me while I was sitting outside my sponsor's house. And then after that, it became my grandfather who had passed away. And then after that, it became Jesus. And then after that, it became um, an un an inhuman, not human form. Um, and after that, like, I mean, it just kept morphing into other things. And, and okay. as of right now, like my conception of a higher power is, is that there's a God particle in every element and every atom um, in, in the universe. And so mm -hmm. that's why we're all connected. That's how we're all connected. And, and um, so I've got this understanding, but like over the past year, I have become agnostic in certain areas of my life. And that's actually where I'm at in my step process right now is, is be taking the next two weeks to look at, you know, where am I agnostic? Where have, where have I, what have I kept from God that he's supposed to be in control of, and I'm supposed to be the agent of. Mm. So, so what part of your life, if, if I mean, you don't have to reveal it now, if you don't have to reveal it all, but what part of your life do you think you're agnostic and keeping things from God? My home. Your I home. know. Yeah, we just bought this house in October, and mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I've got it on lockdown that it's my house. Okay. So, like, and I did this. Listen, I did this with when my dad died in 2005. Unbeknownst to me, consciously, mm -hmm. I got so upset with God that He would take this male figure from my life that I became agnostic in my marriage. Mm -hmm. And five years after my dad passed, my husband and I wound up getting wound up getting separated mm. because I took God out of my marriage and I choked the shit out of it because I was so afraid God would take it. Mm. And this then is after, your dad, up, after your dad died, you said five years after my dad okay. died. Right. So mm. for five years, I was in control of my marriage mm. and wouldn't let God in because I was afraid he would take it. Mm. And then five years later, self-fulfilling prophecy, I choked the life out of my marriage and we separated. So, mm -hmm. and we're back together now. We're happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's like, when I feel fear that God might take something from me, mm. my first reaction is to get God away from it. So mm. he can't have it. Mm. Just to control it. Yes. Yeah, which control. we all know, which we all know is the best way to lose. Something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stick your fingers in where it doesn't belong. Right. I mean, that's typical, <laughs> typical addict behavior. And, yep. and uh, yeah, I like that. I mean, you know, that, that, you know, there are, see, I don't see any part of my life. God, I, I have God in every part of my life, no matter what. Um, I thank God. My prayer in the morning, most of the time is thank you. Right. That is the most powerful prayer I can I can say yep. without 
specifically saying, please bless this one, God, please. That's too controlling for me, right? That's too, like, I'm going to, God, I'm going to tell you who to bless and who not to bless, right? And thank you. Thank you for whatever you're going to give me today, whatever happened today, good or bad. Thank you for, for whatever it is. And that's, you know, I, of course, you know, always ask, you know, a special blessing for my kids and my wife and my sobriety and all that, of course. But, but, you know, in my prayers, who am I to say that, I, that I'm going to ask God to bless this specific person. Right. And that's kind of where we're, you know, kind of what, what my thoughts are on as far as what you were just talking about. So I do let God in every part of my life. And when I do that, so when, when not bad shit, but when I'm thinking stupid thoughts, I ask God to come in and I don't want God in that same room or those same, same thoughts. So either I don't let him in and I ruminate on it. And then eventually he does come in because those thoughts go away and they, they don't turn into actions. Thank God. Um, or I just let him in and he just clears the room in my head, you know, the, the being my head. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I love that, but listen, that's me though. You know, that's me. Um, and, and I decided early on in my recovery about God that I am not going to fuck with him. Zero. I'm just not. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, that's one person, one th that I'm not going to mess with. And right from early recovery, I, I had no problems turning my will over to God. I just didn't. I mean, I, I, I know that sounds a little weird, but that was one of the things that I just got like that. Now, do I have a struggle sometimes? Yeah, of course I struggle, you know, but God always wins in, in, in my book anyways, you know, so, but I like your honesty, Beth. I like, I like your honesty about I'm agnostic in some parts of my, and I bet you a lot of people can't admit that, um, Bambi. <laughs> What's your thoughts on all this? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I think that it is great the way that Beth um, yeah. could realize that, you know, and I guess I've never thought about it that way, mm -hmm. you know, so honestly, I'm going to do some thinking to see if God is in all parts of my life because mm -hmm. I've never thought about that. Mm -hmm. So, but for me, I think my, um, you know, the part that is the most important, at least to me now, the nurse in me really loved the doctor's opinion. I needed mm -hmm. to understand what was going on in my, in my brain and my body and all that. But the most important part to me were the promises because I needed something to cling on to. Mm -hmm. I mean, like desperately, I needed to believe that something was going to get better. If I take the time and I do this stupid ass program and I do everything the way that it's, you know, my sponsor tells me to, and the way that it's written, if I do that, I needed to have something to believe in and that something would change in my life. And so I clung to those promises, you know, and I still do. I mean, you know, if I'm feeling out of sorts or anything, you know, I'll, I'll read the promises mm -hmm. and um, I'll know that if, you know, if I'm frustrated, if I go back and I evaluate myself and I evaluate my program and I see where I might be lacking, that's probably why I'm struggling, you mm -hmm. know? So for me, it's the promises. Now, let me ask you, Bambi, have all the promises come true in your life? A lot have. Okay. I mean, honestly, I can say that, um, you know, more than I ever dreamed possible have, have has come true at this point. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> to know a, a new freedom and a new happiness mm -hmm. to have serenity, you know, I, those were so far out of, I, I never thought I would have that. And mm -hmm. to wake up and not have that struggle to just immediately to sh with shaking hands to reach for the glass. 
I never thought that I could wake up and and feel totally at peace with myself, mm. totally serene and mm-hmm. not have to do that. I mean, yeah, the promises definitely, I mean, come true and they keep coming true for me. I mean, just look at this house, you know, and I think about when I was so bitchy that I could not move to Florida when I wanted to, right? I'm trying to control my life. I'm trying mm. to say, I have to go now to the point that I was telling my husband, I'm going to leave and go by myself. I'll go <laughs> and you can come whenever you're ready, you know? <clears throat> and then my brother got real sick and I was right uh-huh. here. And, you know, I realized right then that that's God doing for me what mm. I could not do for myself. Yes, and, ma'am. And, yeah. it, and now, now that my brother has passed and not that I'm done grieving, but now that I've had some time to process things, everything is falling in line for this house to sell and for us to be in Florida. Mm. It's like, damn, if that's not the promises coming true. And if that's God not saying, listen, you let me be in control. I got it mm. much better than you do. Absolutely. God gives us what we need, not what we want. Right. Yeah. I hear that from yeah. my sponsor all the time and it sucks, but you know what? Um, it's true though. You know, I was, um, Rob was on our meeting this morning and he said he got employee of the month. Congratulations, Rob. It was, he yes. deserves it. 100%. He deserves he it. So he's a great guy, but you know what, when, when that whole company was selling and, um, you know, I was a big part of it. I used to think, all right, they're going to get me a contract. I'm going to be there. They're going to give me a contract. I'm going to get this big money when they sell, because I've been there for a long time and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be you know, contracted in, blah, blah, blah. And when it didn't happen, I was angry at everybody, everybody, including God. Like, why, you know, I was there this long time, blah, blah, blah. And I moved on to another job. And I thank God every day. I really do. In that thank you prayer, um, that I never got a contract with them because I was so miserable. I was so stuck that I couldn't see past you know, whatever to be in a better place today, you know, and those, yeah, that's the promises, you know, and then that's also God doing for me what I could not do for myself. This is what I wanted, how I want it, when I want it and where I want it. Well, well, that's probably not good (laughs) because my thinking got me this far. Right. And then when I turn it over and the promises start coming true, you know, it's, it's, it just life happens. So Beth, we, the agnostic Bambi, the promises me, of course, um, it's, it's what we read the preamble at every meeting. Rarely have we seen a, what, what's that chapter three? I don't even know what that is. I don't, I don't even know the big book inside. How, now, it works. how it works. Yeah. How it works. So for me, how it works, um, is, is just very simple, very easy. I'm that guy, right? Don't, don't fluff it up. Just tell me how it works. What steps do I, that's why I like the steps because there's an order, right? Cause I can follow each thing in order. I'm very kind of structured that way. That's why I love the steps. The big book to me um, is great. There's a lot of information over, but for me, the 12 and 12, uh, the, 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 the 12 and 12 book is, is instructions. It tells me exactly what to do. It tells me about step one in detail. And if I don't know it, I'm going to take that book and ask my sponsor, what the hell does this shit mean? 
right? So that's the kind of book person I am. And that's why I like the, the 12 and 12. I know the steps are in, in the big book, but they're intertwined with everything else. And, and for me, it, it, it's a little tough to understand all that. So um, so that's me, how it works. Tell me exactly how it works. That's why I like that chapter, because rarely have we seen a person fail who thoroughly follows our path. So you're telling me if I do exactly what you guys do, I'll stay sober? Yes. Got it. I can do that. Hands down, I can do that. But who's going to help me with this? Oh, you got to get a sponsor. Got it. I can get a sponsor. And what's that sponsor going to do? He's going to take these 12 and 12 steps and he's going to tell you exactly how he did it. Oh, really? I can do that. So that's that's the type of person that I am as far as that goes. Um, you know, and, and just life, you know, I mean, people are all different. But I, like you guys, Bambi, you, you know, I, I know I always say this on the show, Beth, you and I always say this, but Bambi has like a little over a year. It's like she's been in this program for a hundred years. A year and a half. Sorry. So sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Strike that from the book, guy Carl. <laughs> but but you know, but we all grow at different lengths, different times, different parts of the pro- program, um, different things in in what what we do as far as how we grow, and that's the part that we always thank God for because the people that are attracted to me or want what I have or put in my life for a reason, you know, like you, Beth, you're putting my life for a reason. I'm like, when Bambi said big book month, I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? I don't know shit about the big book, you know, but back in September, when you and I had lunch, there was a reason why you fucking came on to this show. Yep. I mean, I'm just, that's one of the reasons, but you know, so, you know, I always, I'm this believer in things happen for a reason hundred percent exactly for a reason you know exactly for a reason and the same thing with i just saying i didn't get that contract happened for a reason i would have been the most miserable fucking person in the world i can tell you hands down i would have been no doubt about it um not that it's a bad company that i used to work for it just wasn't my thing at you know at that time and i needed to grow and that's that's what happens and that's what recovery teaches us guys is that we grow right the big book Correct me if I'm wrong, is about growth, spiritual growth, mostly, yep. correct? Right? Yep. Spiritual growth, how we can grow spiritually to become a better human being. That book, I keep pointing up there because it's right there. That book, it's really not a paperweight, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that book is is a, a book that, like you said, it, it's mail order sobriety, right? Mail order sobriety. So anyway, so that's my thoughts on that. Um so we are the agnostic, the promises. What's uh, page 417? Talk, talk to me about that, ladies. Acceptance. acceptance. Okay. Acceptance. So I don't know how yeah. jack shit about. <laughs> I know acceptance, what it means. All my problems today, right? Yep. It's okay. about, um, oh God, it's, uh, it's it, not it's one of my favorites. So I very places- rarely things and situations when people places things or situations are not to your liking if you're having trouble with any thing then you have to learn to accept that person place or thing for exactly what it is mm. and exactly what you your part in it is so mm. you have to be able to say i can't control it i can't control another human being i can only control the way that i react to that person place thing or situation mm. and acceptance is the key to all my problems today. And that is yep. so true. I mean, you know, the acceptance of anything, the acceptance unacceptable. of, yep. yeah, the, unacceptable the acceptance to me. unacceptable to you. 
Well, the, here's what it says. People, um, places, or things are unacceptable to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I'm disturbed, it is because some pe- pe- person, place, or situation, some face in my of my mm. life, unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, or thing, or situation to be exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Mm. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake, which is my sponsor's favorite quote from the book. Um, and until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world, but what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. I love it. I love page 417. My sponsor has me read it a lot because usually, you know, when I call her and I'm I'm upset about something, the first thing she says is, have you read page 417? Mm -hmm. And what is your part in this? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, Wow. It really is like, if you think of, Yeah. If you think about it, that passage that I just read is the perfect thing to read when you're in step in that moment. Right. So step 10 is like we're supposed to be it's it's an in the moment step. Right. Mm -hmm. When I um, step step, uh, you know, we continue to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, we promptly admitted Mm -hmm. it, puts Mm -hmm. us into the present moment. So when I'm in the bank and a lady says something that disturbs me. I'm immediately um, precipitated into uh, step 10. Mm-hmm. How, how am I going to deal with this moment? Right. Mm-hmm. So step 10 says the first thing we're supposed to do is ask God to get involved. Um, the second thing we're supposed to do is, um, oh God, I forget. But it's like, if you can't figure out how to deal with this, then works with God. You're supposed to reach out to a person. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that the reason I've been like, yeeted into this moment is because of 417 i find mm. some, some place or thing unacceptable mm. yeah life on life's yeah. terms read, read that about yeah. life on life's terms again um because that is so alcoholically. true yeah so um unacceptable to me and i find no serenity um person place or thing exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment nothing absolutely nothing happens in god's world my mistake until i could accept my alcoholism i could not stay sober until i accept life completely on life's terms i cannot be happy i and like where it says nothing absolutely nothing absolutely nothing happens right? in god's world by mistake yeah yeah and, and it says earlier in the book that you have to choose, right? So we're when we're in step two, you have to choose either God is everything or God is nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's no in between. No. no. God either is or he is not. Yeah. yeah. So if you have, right? It's I mean, and and everybody who's listening to this, reach back into your into your uh into your core and ask uh-huh. yourself, has there been a moment in my life when I was absolutely sure that that was a God thing? Because then God is everything. Yeah. Well, but the other thing, too, and I don't want to leave out the people who who don't have a higher power, who maybe don't believe in God right now also, um, because that pertains to, to somebody who's believing a higher in God. power, though. It well, I mean, to have a higher power God of their program. understanding, but they have yes. to have a higher power. But people get freaked out about God, the, the, the G word. Um, God you know, of your understanding. God of your understanding. Yeah. And, and listen. <clears throat> I hate saying this because I don't want to ever have anybody walk away from AA, but the entire big book, the entire process of the 12 steps is based on a relationship with a power greater than yourself. 
Of course so it is. We use the word God and I and, and I and we use the word God lightly, not mm-hmm. in definition, but in people's perception of that word. Mm-hmm. But it's a power greater than yourself, whether it's yeah. a group of drunks, right? The rooms of alcoholics, doorknob, a cup, doorknob, uh, I don't whatever. care what yeah. your power greater yeah. than yourself is. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't <clears throat> admit that you are not the most powerful being in the universe, then you cannot work a 12 step program. No. And, and I agree with that 100%, but, and Beth and, and Bambi, you've, you've been in this, not, you're not in the field, but you've heard numerous people say this. I don't believe in God. It's all about God. AA is all about God. Mm-hmm. It's just an excuse yes. to me. It's an excuse. Like, you know, I th- what, what's yeah. What, what I think there's only God in the first First step, right? Is that the only time they mention God in all the steps? Is, I mean, is the in first the short step? form of the way it's written? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think no, it's only, admitted to God to ourselves and other human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Had God turn turn um, our will and our, our, will over and to our life over to so the, the first God three, as we understood him. The first three steps, right? No. Anyways, but here's the thing, right? <laughs> My thoughts is all about that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, higher power, right? Higher Isn't power. the higher, higher power? power. But that's what we're talking about. You listen, if somebody is if somebody is shy on the word God, like mm-hmm. get a sponsor. I agree. Get a but, sponsor and understand, right? Get a definition for what God means in mm-hmm. AA because it says it multiple times in the first 164 mm-hmm. pages that this is not the God of your childhood. No. This no. is not the God that somebody else put a definition on. Yeah. Yeah. But, but when you're not, when you're just coming around, you're just getting sober and you're mad at the world. I mean, come on. I mean, it, it's a tough thing. Again, right. When I walked into the program, I was blessed because I said, I'm, this is it. God is my higher power. I am done. I'm not even messing around with that. I don't right. need any more stumbling. You. You're Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, absolutely. Yes. But also I know a lot of Catholics that had just, just turned God away. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know Bob is pretty open about it. Bob, Bob, you know, um, Bob's on here. He, he, uh, he said uh, the first, uh, second paragraph of page 151, it was his, um, his go-to as far as that goes. But I know Bob calls him a recovering himself, a recovering Catholic. And I'm not saying which anything is, he wouldn't say, you know, which is fine. But it's like, listen, <clears> when <throat> we start playing around with hiding what the 12 steps are truly based towards, mm-hmm. Then people can't work the program, and then we and then we wonder why they can't stay sober, right? Mm-hmm. So m- my opinion is that we hit the God subject first, mm-hmm. right? First, out of the gate, we're going to talk about God. We're going to talk so much about God that you better figure out a relationship with mm-hmm. a power greater than yourself, or don't even try to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, don't don't you think we should meet them where they're at and not and not throw God down their throat because? But, but that's be- not. That's yeah. not that's not the definition of meeting them where they're at. Meeting them where they're at means understanding that they have a problem with their definition of God and helping them get mm-hmm. out of it. Okay. That's meeting somebody where they're at. And I agree I, with you. I was that person, Ed. I didn't believe in I I really was so angry with God. I didn't um I didn't want to have anything to do with the God that I knew before. Okay. But my what my sponsor pointed out to me that step 12 says Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of the, these steps, as the result, right, yeah. as the result, 
as the result of these steps. So it's like, let's get through the steps and you're going to find your, you're going to have your spiritual awakening. So you don't have to, it's not like a white lightning moment necessarily that, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I joined AA and now I'm going to have this wonderful relationship with Mm -hmm. God. It's Mm -hmm. you work these steps and you develop that spiritual awakening. It comes as working the steps. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to focus on that immediately. You just have to work the steps Mm -hmm. and you know, your relationship is going to grow with the God of your understanding as you do the steps to get Mm -hmm. to step 12. It it also says in the book that you don't even have to believe in God. You can believe that I believe in God. And that is enough to start this process. Right. Exactly. Well, and and yes, absolutely. But here's the thing. And I think this would would help a lot of people. What you just said, God is not the God of our childhood. Beth, you said that. I think that is profound, number one, because to me, every year or every moment, God changes. Not, you know, it doesn't change, you know, God changes in my mind, anyways. And I'm sure for a lot. Yeah, my box. Yeah, absolutely. But the God of my childhood, um, he's kind of the same, you know, because that's the reference I had. So now I didn't have a bad childhood, but some people were molested by priests. Some people um, had a bad, bad outcome with the, um, with the, the Catholic church. And I'm not just talking about the, that's all I know. It's a Catholic church, but there's other religions where women get sexually molested. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these people think they have power because they're this figure of the church and they can do whatever the fuck they want and they can't. So that's where I think I love this, Beth. I, I wrote this down. I'm going to use this. You know, um, God is not the God of my, the, the God today is not the God of my childhood. And I think that would help a lot of people. I hope, I hope that clears a lot up for, for a lot of people. And that God could be just a higher power. That God could be this soda can. It could be this pen for now, right? For now. And I think, let me ask you ladies this. Do you think anybody that works a program the way we do, the way, you know, all of us probably on this, on this, um, on, on Facebook and listening to this, um, do you think eventually they come around to a, a, a God and not a coffee cup or a, um, I don't know, or maybe a spirit or, or a universe, right? Do they come around to that eventually? Do you think that you've seen that you've, you've seen Beth? My experience. Okay. So my opinion <clears throat> is, I don't <clears throat> care. My opinion is I don't care, but my experience has been every single person that I have brought through the work has gained a a different relationship and a different conception of what God is in their life. Mm. Okay. So that being a universe, a spirit, um, uh, whatever uh, the wind, I mean, there, you know, there's some native Americans that believe in, you know, the wind and the mountains, um, you know, as their, their God, and that is their God. That's their God. So what would you say to that if you had somebody as far as, so are you okay with all different gods? Yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. Like your conception of God isn't keeping me sober, mm-hmm. but if it's keeping you sober, I'm on board. Yeah. And if, listen, I literally, so when I was, um, when I lived, I forget where, it was like 20 years ago, Jesus Christ, 25 years ago. There was a thing going around in AA where it's like doorknob can't be your your higher power, <laughs> Luke. You know what I mean? Like some old timers getting all red in the face. Yeah. Like, um, and I went into this whole rabbit hole with it. And I'm like, what if you see a doorknob as opening the next chapter of mm-hmm. your life? Mm-hmm. What if you feel that, you know, the only way that I can connect physically with my God is every time I go in a door, 
I remember to connect in with my God. Like that makes a doorknob a really valid fucking higher power. Mm -hmm. And I I just, you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I really cannot. I'm so anti, I mean, I'm so Gen X and I'm so anti-establishment that I really truly believe that religion is the and for some for a lot of people religion's a great thing but religion has the ability to shut the relationship with their god off because it's right so my my opinion is is that religion is how we maintain or should be in my opinion religion is how we maintain a relationship with our god Mm-hmm. But for so many people that are out of the spiritual world and only in the physical, they think that the act of going to a church and hitting their knees or going to temple and saying the and doing an aliyah or, you know what I mean? Like, or being Muslim and putting your mat down and praying, I think East. Mm-hmm. East I yes. Yeah, I think um, it is. That the act of doing that is enough. Mm-hmm. When in, when I think in, in my opinion, those acts are supposed to pause us long enough mm-hmm. to connect in to whatever that higher power. But let's not the forget, guys, that we're talking a lot about religion, a lot about God here. But AA is not a religious program. No. It doesn't pretend to be. It never was. It's a spiritual program to get us on a spiritual plane so we can find wherever that higher power, wherever we want to go to. You know what I mean? It gets us back in spirituality is the fucking living. Spirituality is 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 breathing and 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 being part of the uh, of the society of this world. That's what spirituality is. When but that's when why I, I always that's why I always include Muslim. Uh, yeah, when I talk about religion, I do yeah. Christian, Muslim, Jewish, Buddhist, because it 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 doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It no, doesn't it's, matter. it's not a religious program. And that's where some people get stuck because they see God. Just because you see God on something doesn't mean it's a religious program. Shit, fuck, take a dollar bill, flip it over. In God we trust. Our fucking government is not a fucking church at all. Let's be serious, you know? Well, some people praise it like it is, but, <laughs> but that's a show for another day. I'm you in should, that show now. <laughs> she should have been on here when Cuddy he was on here because they got both they got same views of everything. So you would love Chris. You missed him on that show. We'll we'll get you introduced to him. But anyways, but no, I mean you know just because it has God on it, just because it has you know some some higher power stuff and things that you know we it it's a spiritual program, guys. AA is a spiritual program, and the book, the big book, is just a guideline to get you like i said to get you on a spiritual plane that is all it is it's not they don't use it in any church that i've been in nobody ever opened the book and said turn to page 417 and we're going to talk about acceptance (laughs) hallelujah today it's yeah it would be really cool so but they don't do that now is the big book kind of mirrored or i don't even say mirrored but kind of has some bible tones into it absolutely absolutely i don't think so you don't think so i do Mm. Well, I didn't read the whole thing, so I'm just making that shit up right now. So, <laughs> no, but no, I mean, there's a lot it doesn't. of there, it's but got, a, I go will ahead. tell you that it does. Now that I'm thinking about it, going back to the question, what is the purpose of the big book? Mm-hmm. Sorry, my mint is like really tart. <laughs> Are they friends and recovery right? mints? The entire, the entire <laughs> purpose of the big book, right, is to help you get and maintain a relationship with. God, 
because the entire 12 step premises, the only thing that has ever will ever stand between you and a drink is a higher power. Mm. That is the entire premise of a 12 step program. Everything that we do is, is guiding us towards a relationship with our higher power. Mm. That is the entire like that's why we do everything that we do in the instruction manual is to build and strengthen a relationship with a power greater than ourselves. Mm. Because I mean, we say it in, in, and you love your favorite part of the big book is how it works. Mm -hmm. It says in how it works that we're beyond human aid. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So So if you're beyond human aid, only a higher power can relieve you yeah. of your addiction. Yeah, exactly. So, not a, not even like, a church, not a a, a church is a building, a priest yeah. is a human. But so but here's the thing. If, a, but here's the thing, Beth, and and I like what you said. Only God can relieve you of a drink. Only God can stop you from drinking. So I I don't. And and this is perfect example of why it's not a religion or how it's not a religion. Because first of all, you don't have to wait to pray to God. You don't have to wait till the doors open um, of a church. You don't even have to wait till a fucking AA meeting opens up. You can just pray and ask God to take this obsession away from you, right? And that is not a church. That is not a religion. That, in in some cases, is a fucking desperate cry for help in which some is, people's cases. Which is what this program was made for. Absolutely. This program was not built to argue with. No. You can either do what it says or you don't have to. No, and you in don't fact, have to. I mean, Ed, you remember when we got sober? Mm-hmm. If you didn't like what was going on, you were told to leave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doors always <laughs> open. Oh, yeah. Don't mention cocaine in a meeting back or uh, way back when. <laughs> right. But it's like, Seriously. this is, this is yeah, what yeah. we're doing. And if you haven't had enough mm-hmm. to accept this plan, then go do some more research. Go back out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go back out. Mm-hmm. And we shy away from saying that now. I'm shy. The away, big book tells you to do that. that. Yeah. Big book says. If you know, go try some controlled drinking. Exactly. Go try it and Mm -hmm. then try to put it down for 30 days and leave it alone for 30 days. Go Mm -hmm. try, go, go step over to a bar stool and just have, try to have a beer. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. tells us this stuff. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to do what we're doing, you don't like the God thing. You don't think that this mode of recovery is for you. It's 2023. There are 500 other modes of recovery. Absolutely. Completely valid and work. Yeah. We don't. Sh- we have shied away from telling people to go back out because the reality is, is that there's so many other substances out there. Mm, yeah. That kill one now. drink, yeah, or the equivalent of one drink, you're dead. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I agree with that too. It, it's been a long that time. That scares the yeah. shit out of me. It, it, yeah, it, it's definitely a different world. And and you're right. If you don't like AA, so three of us on here, just to make everything clear, guys, obviously we are AA people. That's what we do. That's what we breathe. That's what we live. But just because we're talking about AA, plug in Dharma, plug in smart recovery, plug in whatever the fuck you want to plug in and get fucking sober. That's it. Whatever, whatever you believe in. I don't care if you don't believe in God and whatever it is, try to plug it in and stay sober. It's better than the alternative. It's better than walking out that door and saying, I'm going to try this again. And I do not suggest that because it doesn't fucking work. doesn't work. That's why I work in the treatment field. Yeah. It's because like, listen, you don't want to accept God. I have like, I have 200 facilities in my network. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? Like there are facilities that don't even look at the 12 step program that they look at smart recovery. Listen, smart recovery is a CBT based um, support group that Mm -hmm. you get certified to run a group. And it's like under the guise of self-help, not that I believe in self-help, but um, like CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy. Like Mm -hmm. it's talk therapy. So you have an entire mode of recovery. That's not even step-based. It's Mm. just therapy-based. Well, let's even take it a step further. Microdosing. There's these places that do, um, I I forgot what they call it, but they use hallucinogenic. Yeah. That's for major depressive disorder. Mm -hmm. No, they're, they're finding it for, for people with relapse also now. Huge. It's huge in the relapse field now. Huge. I mean, it's not my cup of tea, but same thing with the Suboxone. If that's going to keep you sober, whatever it is, if if that's what you need, go do it. If that's what you need. And and yeah, yeah. my cup of tea, but you know. Right. But it's interesting. It's like, you know, we've had to, we've been forced. Our hand has been forced by opiates. Mm -hmm. Our hand has been forced to redefine what recovery means. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We need to put that same train of thought into what we think God is or mm-hmm. taking the label God and redefining mm-hmm. it the way that we need to in order to maintain the uh, the path. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it, listen, if you're taking prescribed, <clears throat> let's say 20 milligrams of Suboxone a day, which, by the mm-hmm. way, you're getting high off of. I don't care of how long you've been taking it. Yeah. You're taking 20 milligrams of Suboxone a day, but it's keeping you from drinking and doing heroin and doing all mm-hmm. the other things dying you're doing. Yeah. And you want to consider that recovery. I'm on board. Yeah, I, I agree. am fucking on board. Yeah, because you're not dying and it's going to give you the space and grace mm-hmm. to figure out. Is that the life you want to live or do you want to shoot for something different? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think recovery and, and step one, our life has become unmanageable, right? So if if you're doing something and your life isn't unmanageable, if that's if if it's you know uh, some maintenance, yeah, I guess it's okay. I mean, who am I to say? I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, I again, had a family member come at me and be like, "He's not in recovery. He sits in his mom's basement and like eats pizza all day. That's not recovery." I said, "That's not recovery for you." Mm-hmm. I said, but he's not shooting 20 bags of heroin up in his mm-hmm. arm and like literally playing Russian roulette 24 yeah. hours a day. And plus, he's not, if he's probably not 25 years in, in deep into recovery. Right. It, hopefully, it would look different, you know. And, and that's the other thing, people. And we're, I'm going to, we'll, we'll start winding this down, but we also have to look <laughs> where are you in your recovery? Now, Bambi is that, that kind of that unicorn because. She's, you know, yes, she, she, she can stick up there like, the with us. She has the <laughs> horn. There you go. But you have to also see where people are in their recovery, right? Like yep. if you're out just 90 days out of treatment or 90 days, you're doing first doing your 90 and 90, you can't compare that person to somebody who has 30 years. You can't. You just can't. I mean, they're on, they're in the same program doing the same things, but you can't compare that person because life has beat that person up. Life has, you know, pushed that person around. And now they're they're okay to they're, they're 90 days into it and their, their heads all messed up. That other person has 25 years to get pushed around it, but we have the tools. Now we all get the tools, but that person who's much deeper into recovery, 
has the wherewithal how to use those tools now. 90 days? I couldn't even freaking spell my name at 90 days. <laughs> Holy shit, I can't, dude. I still can't spell oh my, my name. God. Yeah, what had to. And my name's Ed, E-D. So, <laughs> well, hey, didn't I spell Listen. Jersey Ed wrong today, right? I spelled, yeah. There you go. See, I can't spell my fucking name, ladies. So, so I, um, I honestly, I got to tell you, I don't think that, <clears> um, I mean, I think that Bambi's a unicorn. I love Bambi. I but Bambi is not a unicorn in the 12-step model. No, Bambi got sober and worked the program. And this is what somebody with a year and a half should look like. How it works. A, she is a 20 something year old. <laughs> yeah. Who is living the path that she chooses to live yeah. because she's worked the steps. It shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you get yeah. in and do the work, you get a year sober, you get six months sober and you're doing the deal. Then you're just doing the deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I did not do the deal till I was six and a half years sober. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yep. Well, so here. I, he- I look like Bambi does now when I had seven and a half, eight years sober, mm-hmm. because that's when I started working the program and I pulled my head out of my ass. So, yeah. you know, I encourage anybody listening to this, you know, you don't have to wait. No, you no, not to, at all. You don't have to know what's going on in order to get better. Like just fucking do yeah. what you're told. Yeah, 90 days, 90 days. You're, you know, just get in there, fake it till you make it. Get like-minded people, right? Get around those people like Bambi. Jump into a pool with Bambi, right? And Stick you'll you'll see what you get. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll end with this and then we'll close. But like, like, uh, like how it works says, rarely have we seen a person who fail, a person fail who follow, thoroughly follows our path. And that's what Bambi did. That's what each one of us did. That's what we're doing today. Right. That's what we're doing. We beg of you to be fearless from the very start, from the very start. Yeah. But it just depends on where your start is. Beth start was six and a half years into it. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just how fast do you want to grow? Bambi chose. I'm going to grow this quickly. You know, same thing with me, with my God of my understanding. I chose that God of my understanding. I got that away and that's it. Um, It just depends on where you want to be and how you want to be and all that. So ladies, it's a, a great show. I think we wrapped up the big book um, pretty good. Big book month, pretty good uh, as far as all that goes. I know we talked a lot about God and a lot about um, different things. I know there's some people that don't agree with us, but that's okay. Um, and there's going to be more people that do agree with us. The main thing is you take what you need from what you heard today and leave the rest for fucking other people. Okay. Don't, don't get into this. Like, Oh, that's not right. That's not wrong. Whatever it is, just listen, what's here for you. And if you get through this show and you click it off and there's nothing here from you, Oh, well, that's okay too. move on to something else. Maybe we weren't the, we weren't the, the, there wasn't our day for you guys. So, um, I Beth, thanks for being back on the show. I know we've missed you the last 30 you weeks. We just had a, like a, a long space in between shows and it seems like we haven't seen Beth, but, um, but well, we, we have a you, show Beth. in two days we, so, um, yep, on Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon, guys, stay tuned and on Facebook. If so. you want to know more about CBT and DBT for recovery, our guest specializes in that. Oh, okay. So listen, yeah, listen to the show. I don't know who it is because I'm not, I don't really pay attention to this show. So I only show up and say, what's the topic? Okay. And let's talk Same. about it. <laughs> I got to come prepares everything. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, ladies, that is it for me. I am off to the sea. I'm jumping on my boat with my beautiful wife and lovely friends. And I am out of here. So remember, stay sober, everybody. 
This concludes this episode of Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice daily support meetings. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week.